Unique Ways with Thomas Gerard emerges with people from all walks of life who through their own unique angle succeed and flourish. Enjoy the ride and welcome to Unique Ways, an audio podcast. Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to Unique Ways with Thomas Gerard, an audio podcast. Got a really awesome guest today. Um, her recent work is photo-based, shifting from a long-standing painting practice in 2008. Her photography examines the context in which art is exhibited and made while relating those situations to material aspects of everyday life. Her painting projects were also parasitical, looking at the history of 17th, 18th, and 19th century painting from the point of view of gender. Please join me in welcoming Lucy Hogg. Welcome, Lucy. Thanks. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. You ready for 20 questions? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Number one, tell me a little bit more about yourself. What do you do? Okay. Um, uh, my I think of myself as a visual artist, but um, that's always been a very mutating bundle of activities. But mainly I think of myself as a person who looks at things and takes notes. Great. Um, just to note for our audience, you know, Lucy and I were just chatting before we started recording this and um I guess we know each other from, it sounded like 2003 on the Emily Carr campus here in Vancouver, Canada, where I'm recording from. That's right. 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Okay, question two. What's a key piece of knowledge that makes you different? Hmm. Um, that gave me some thing to think about uh, because I don't think of myself as very different from anyone else in my peer group. Um, so... Uh, my peer group um, are now primarily recently retired people who are in the visual arts in some way or related fields. And I, I have friends who are younger than that, of course, but uh, I have more in common with the former. I mean, there's more things to talk about, like parental issues or uh, aging out. So, uh, but with both groups, um, though I'm the only one who, who I could say was a reformed painter. <laughs> that is someone who has quit paintings. Um, so now um, I'm a photographer. Nice, I like that. Our last guest, Tara Rice, was talking about how, about her peer group and how she's trying to integrate more like young people who are up to date with trends and things like that. Yeah. Just, just to have that aspect. But yeah, I definitely feel the the commonality between between the people especially on this podcast and I try to break away from that if I can yeah yeah um number three why this of all things why do you do what you do um well I think it will go way back to when it didn't seem like I did anything else very well um but um I went into fine arts uh with no real clear idea but um I had identified with the painter and then quite strongly as a photographer, I, I minored in photography, but didn't, couldn't do both. So I, I, I never was comfortable describing myself either as a painter or as a photographer, but you, you become enmeshed in whatever uh, systems take you in. Um, um, so that's, 
up. I mean, now I'm doing what I really think I want to do now, which is just try to not take up space, but exercise my visual imagination, imagination, my visual thinking. Nice. I like that. You know, today I was just kind of having to make some big decisions, some big life decisions. And I was remembering back to Emily Carr as a student and choosing communication design and how when I made that choice, everybody told me not to make that choice and to yeah. to stay in the arts. Um, but I, I made the shift and it was uh, very rewarding. Um, number four, what does your future look like? Hmm. Um, it's an interesting to, a, a question to ask someone who just turned 65 mm. <laughs> because uh, it's, it's like when you're in your 30s, they ask you if you think you're going to have a baby. And then when you're in your 60s, um, people say, well, what are you where are you going to end your last couple of decades while you still have your marbles? You know, um, but um, my future is trying to just keep doing what I'm doing, but at the same time, um, sort everything out so I'm not leaving a pile behind me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we often get this um, anecdote from from guests about, I think Tara Rice said it as well, which is like to focus on the present and not be too worried about the past or future, but try to try to stay in the moment in a way. Yeah, um, well, I, I, I did. Uh, yeah, I feel like I really want to be in the moment and I need to clear up the past. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Number five, let's talk about location. How does the notion of place play into what you do? Um, well, it, it actually is pretty important as it, it turns out, as you know, when I review uh, things um, and um, when I take photographs, I, I give them titles and it's very important to be very specific about where they were, what building they were in even if I can um, what any contextual information I could uh, bring to it so it, there's a sense of uh, but that that's in a very specific way but more generally um, I feel like I'm in between a lot of places uh, I'm I'm from Prince Edward Island um, I haven't lived there since I was 17 but um and I don't know how on earth I ended up here in New York, but I find myself trying to navigate all the diff different places I've spent a lot of time in. Great. And number six, if you had to start from the beginning, what advice would you give your former younger self? Uh, I I should have quit painting sooner. Um, <laughs> uh, I always had a conundrum around it. Uh, even in undergrad and um but you you know you're you're as a young person you're you 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 have to form some kind of trajectory in order to just establish something and mm -hmm. um so i i got hired as painting teacher uh after um i, I finished my masters and I, that was my goal i knew i could teach it and i had ideas about how to teach it, and I thought it would be a good way to, uh, uh, a good part-time job. Mm -hmm. It turned out to be a lot more than a part-time job um, and um, took over. But um, uh, 
had I had the security of, of a job, I would have just switched out of painting sooner for sure. Nice. Um, what's a day in your life like? Oh, they're really cut up with obligations. Um, uh, but I also find I'm trying to stay in touch with uh, different people I've felt close to over time. So I spend almost every day writing a note to somebody. Um, it might be someone I haven't seen in a long time, but I try to stay in touch with people, uh, partly because I worry about them, I worry about their health, or I wonder how we all did. I, that sort of started up during the pandemic, it's just uh, staying in touch. Um, I live in a co-op building that I basically ended up being the manager of. And so it's a horrific kind of list of um, administration and, you know, facility management, which I never thought I would end up doing. So I really only spend a couple afternoons working on my, what I think of as my work and uh, working with my, the images are going systematically going through my um, archive of images that I have. I'm about three years behind. I was recently having a chat about Vancouver and Vancouver-based artists and how they often have to balance it with some kind of very real world um, yeah. pursuit. Um, it's kind of the only way to make it work here as well. Um, number eight, lifelong learning is a popular topic these days. How do you stay up to date? Um, I, I actually, uh, listen to a lot of podcasts, um, uh, mostly, uh, new history, I call it, or it's history that's become more apparent, um, in the last while, especially after the, or during the pandemic and, uh, then all through the Trump years, um, media analysis. And so that has continued just listening to shows that try and make sense of uh, the week's news and how it's being handled and how the media is handling it. I used to go to a lot of artist talks, but I think I've stopped because um, I don't really get any new information out of them. Uh, but if I do go, it's it's for anthropological region, reasons, just to see the crowd or see who's there and uh, how a particular artist, for example, um, I went to an Andrea Fraser uh, talk the other day and um, I didn't learn anything much new about her, but I was able to see, I really wanted to know what kind of person she was. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Um, number nine is what tools do you use? Are you both digital and analog? Uh, you know, I've actually become more and more digital. Um, I used to teach drawing 101, you know, uh, Nicolaides um, method of drawing the human figure. Mm. Um, but uh, I, I, I've become more di digital with everything. Um, so uh, I use, um, you know, the latest Photoshop and I designed my last book project. It's not a great, great, but I was learning about how to use InDesign Mm -hmm. um but i also use my phone is like it it does everything so you know you, you can you don't have to have any other things around the phone has all these apps that do all, all these amazing things and i actually use my phone to write 
on in the morning when I wake up because the laptop just seems too big. <laughs> I also do writing on my phone. I, I yeah. talk about it, about using the notes app and just kind of plugging away. Yeah, it's fun. I because it lets me. It's like having a little sketchbook. It um, it just um, lets me write in any number of situations where I would be too lazy to haul out a pencil. It's easier to tap. Great. Okay. Halfway number ten. How do you deal with work life balance? Uh, let me just say, uh, not very well. <laughs> um, I but you know, I, mostly everybody is always saying how they don't have enough time. So that would be my answer to that. <laughs> Great. And 11, if you weren't doing what you do now, what would you be doing? Uh, I, I'm a, a very scattered person and I pretty much attempted everything I would have wanted to do. Um, that includes like sewing a coat or uh, making Christmas tree decorations. Um, I could more easily name the things I don't want to do. And having read your questions, I know that's next on the list. Yeah. If you want to go into that, what what is it that you wouldn't want to do uh, career-wise? Um, well, you know, the administration. Hmm. And um, yeah, the, the daily micromanagement um, is, has expanded for everyone, I think, um, you know, just buying an airline ticket, um, you know, but to avoid all that, you'd have to have a, a personal assistant or something, and then you'd have to deal with them. So there's, there's no way out of it. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. I'm 13. What's your favorite word, quote, or sentence? I often say Bob's your uncle a lot. Um, and I don't know if you've ever heard that phrase. Uh, I have, but can you repeat what it means? Well, it's, you know, it, it's a funny one because it's archaic. I mean, I grew up in a small province where up until the 1970s, the population was maybe 80% Anglo-Scottish extraction. And everybody had an Uncle Bob, which would be Robert, you know. So everybody and their dog had an Uncle Bob. But now um, that has changed so much. Like so, I I say it because it's doesn't mean anything anymore. Mm, that's funny. <laughs> um, how about a least favorite word quarter sentence? Awesome. Awesome. Because no one uses that word correctly, and I remember when people started using it, and it was, oh, it was some movie about two guys, somebody's big adventure or something. I think it was after that movie, everyone started saying awesome. And then I noticed my peers in their 30s started using it. Mm. I mean, they were picking it up from their kids. Mm. And it's so, it's so it just became ubiquitous when it actually, you know, it's a word that means fear. <laughs> fear of something huge and big, like the atom bomb, you know. Right. So um, I just dislike it when words are misused. But, you know, the way language mutates, we're supposed to accept new meanings applied to old words. So uh, I probably will have to just live with it. Good. And 15, if you had to pick one word to describe yourself, what word would you choose? Uh, 
Well, I used to have under my Instagram handle the word beleaguered. Nice. Uh, I changed it to reformed. Um, but uh, on bad days, it's helpless. <laughs> and 16, what keeps you up at night? Uh, well, that relates to the question you just asked. And um, I would say it's, you know, the environmental crisis is mm. what keeps me awake because, I mean, we have all this other crap happening but um a lot of it is related to environmental um deprivation so i and you know resources and uh too many people in the world and uh also in inequity so those are the things um that keep me you know awake yeah great and do you have a dream you're chasing uh, you know, in a really selfish way, I just don't want to be on the street when I'm old. Mm. <laughs> but uh, if I had a, a daydream, I'd like to just uh, take my work that I'm doing and show it a bit more and maybe travel a little bit with it and, uh, you know, have have a dialogue with people about it. Great. And final stretch, number 18, what inspires you? Uh, you know, for me, it's really just not having any agenda and going out on a day where it's not too cold or too hot and um, with a, a real camera um, and um, not be particularly um, looking for anything, but uh, be ready to take photographs when I see them. Any advice That's you'd... a good day. Great. Any advice you'd like to share? Oh, I I would say to everyone, uh, stop driving your car. Um, keep your health. Stop eating meat. <laughs> Help some other people. Find out more about your environment and try not to add to the destruction. And maybe don't have kids. <laughs> and... <laughs> I had to tell her all that. Great. And 20, how do you, how do you, um, so we're promoting ourselves. How, how do our listeners keep tabs on you? Where do we follow you? What should we look at? Oh, well, Instagram is my sketchbook. So it's all rough juxtaposition of images, but that's where I plan all my work. I use Instagram as a sketchbook. Um, when I'm thinking about my next prints I'm going to do, I go straight there and um, see which ones are still resonating a year later. Um, so that would be the place to see most recent things. And then um, I have a web page. Great. Okay. Well, thanks so much, Lucy. You know, only being tangentially connected 20 years ago and now being able to reconnect with a little bit more substance is really nice. Um, you know, so great to hear uh, about this transition um, for you into into photography and kind of always wanting to do that. I think that's a, a noble cause. Um, thanks so much for being on the show. Well, thanks for all the good questions. It made me think about things. Great, thanks. If you like today's podcast, I encourage you to have a listen to other episodes. You can easily find them at uniqueways.ca or wherever you find podcasts.
You can also find us on social media. And thank you. It's you that makes these great, and it's you who these are for. Stay tuned for more unique ways. Thank you.